Well, well. No wonder you go by Theo. No wonder at all, sir, Theo agreed. You are a radio operator. You are familiar with the operation of the FU-5 radio set? Yes, sir. Theo knew he still sounded resigned. Every Panzer in the Wehrmacht used the FU-5 except commander's vehicles, which carried the longer-range FU-10. If he was a Panzer radio man, he'd damn well better know how to use the standard set. A Fennig's worth of thought was evidently too much to hope for. Then the captain got to the point. Can you return to duty? A radio operator in a Panzer II is not required to do much with his left hand. That was true, and then again it wasn't. A radio man didn't need to do much with his left hand to operate the radio. When it came to things like engine repairs or remounting a thrown track, though, Theo knew he could have said no. His hand was swathed in enough bandages to wrap a Christmas present, or maybe a mummy. He hesitated no more than a heartbeat. As long as they give me a jar of those little white pills, sir, I'm good to go. They will, the captain said, with a glance toward the nurse that warned someone's head would roll if they didn't. You'll have it by the time I come back for you, in half an hour or so. A couple of other fellows here I want to scoop up if I can. A doctor gave Theo the codeine and a reproachful look. You should stay longer. You're nowhere near healed. I'll manage, Theo said. I'm sick of laying around. Lying, the doctor said automatically. No, sir. I'm telling the truth. Right. The doctor looked more reproachful yet. Theo hadn't thought he could. Maybe we're lucky to get rid of you. Maybe you are. Most of me doesn't need the bed, only my hand. When the panzer captain came back for Theo, he had one other fellow, who walked with a limp, in tow, and a discontented expression on his face. The last guy I want is shirking, he growled. I'd bet my last mark on it, even if I can't prove it. Well, I just have to make do with you two. Let's go. They'd laundered Theo's black coveralls. Putting them on again did feel good. The other panzer crewman, whose name was Paul, seemed to feel the same way. Once he had the black on, he stood taller and straighter and seemed to move more fluidly. The captain bundled them both into a citron he'd got somewhere or other and headed west. They drove past and through the wreckage of a nearly successful campaign. Dead panzers, German, French, and British, littered the landscape, along with burnt-out trucks and shot-up autos. Here and there, German technicians salvaged what they could from the metal carcasses. Just outside of Montdidier, the captain stopped. "'You boys get out here,' he said. "'We are regrouping for a fresh go at the pig dogs. They'll fit you into new crews.' "'What'll you do, sir?' Theo asked. Head for another hospital and see how many men I can pry loose there, the officer answered. The more the better. We can use experienced people, God knows. Theo felt shy about joining a new crew. He'd spent his whole military career. He'd spent the whole war with Ludwig and Fritz. They'd understood him as well as anybody did. They'd put up with him. If another driver and commander had lost their radioman, 
he made a sour face. He'd feel like a woman marrying a widower and trying to live up to the standards his first wife had set. To his relief, he didn't have to do that. The personnel sergeant assigned him to what would be a brand new crew. The commander was a sergeant called Heinz Naumann. He had bandages on his neck and his left hand, and maybe in between, too. Burns, getting better, he said laconically. On his coveralls he wore the Iron Cross First Class and a wound badge. Sooner or later, Theo knew, a wound badge would also catch up with him. By contrast, the driver was just out of training. His coveralls weren't faded and shapeless. You could cut yourself on their creases. He was a big fellow with dark hair who moved like an athlete. His name was Adalbert Stoss. Theo was from Breslau, way off in the east. Nauman came from Vienna.